Back to Basics 2.0 Sustainability in the Perioperative Practice Setting by Aaron Kyle Climate Change and Climate Justice, which addresses the social, racial, environmental, multi-species, and economic aspects of the climate crisis, and their relationship with health, are urgent issues that require nurses' attention. The American Nurses Association, the International Council of Nurses, the World Health Organization, the American Society of Anesthesiologists, and AORN believe that the health of the environment is interconnected with the health of patients and that nurses and healthcare leaders should be informed about the ways that they can make a positive contribution to sustainable health care. In 1987, the United Nations World Commission on Environment and Development declared that, quote, Humanity has the ability to make development sustainable, to ensure that it meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. End quote. Measures to conserve natural resources, decrease waste, and reduce hazardous material exposure and emissions are important aspects of environmentally responsible practices that may result in a sustainable healthcare system. Perioperative practices can have a profound effect on the environment. For example, perioperative areas consume approximately five times more energy per square foot than any other area of a healthcare facility and produce more than 30% of the waste of an entire facility. Personnel should strive for environmental responsibility and support sustainability through a variety of initiatives, such as clinical plastics recycling and medical waste reduction. An interdisciplinary approach to creating a comprehensive program that includes a variety of environmentally responsible actions in the perioperative setting likely can have the greatest effect. This article summarizes the actions that perioperative RNs can implement to contribute to a sustainable world through environmental responsibility in the OR. Practice Point Conserve Natural Resources Energy consumption in healthcare facilities is greater in the perioperative practice environment than in other areas. The requirements associated with heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems, surgical equipment, and lighting contribute to increased energy demands in perioperative areas. Strategies to mitigate energy consumption can include day-to-day actions, such as 1. Powering down equipment, for example, computers, anesthesia machines, perfusion pumps, electrosurgical generators, pneumatic tourniquets, when not in use. 2. Implementing motion detection for lighting systems. 3. Programming air handling equipment and evacuation systems to save energy when ORs are not in use. And 4. Selecting reusable supplies instead of disposable when both are available. Many strategies for energy conservation require a thoughtful interdisciplinary approach and involve long-term decision-making, purchasing, and infrastructure planning. Perioperative leaders should consider implementing energy conservation strategies, including 1. Using life cycle assessment data as part of the procedure for evaluating products for purchase. 2. Replacing high-energy demand lights, for example, incandescent, with energy-efficient bulbs, for example, LED, light-emitting diode. 3. 
implementing procedures for powering down idle sterilizers, for example, steam. 4. Investigating sources of clean renewable energy and including on-site generation in construction and renovation plans. And 5. Advocating for meeting the requirements for energy-efficient buildings, for example, leadership in energy and environmental design certification. Although efficient water use should be a priority in perioperative areas, some strategies should be approached with caution. For example, low-flow water fixtures can contribute to healthcare-acquired infections. Using waterless surgical hand antiseptics or installing metered scrub sinks can help to reduce water use in the perioperative setting. Practice point. Reduce waste. Opening sterile supplies that are not needed for a procedure can increase healthcare costs. For example, product waste management. Perioperative personnel should only open supplies that are necessary for the procedure. They also should review custom procedure packs, instrument sets, and surgeon preference cards for accuracy and update these as needed. In an effort to reduce waste in the OR, researchers at an urban community hospital in California tracked the open and unused disposable items in a custom general surgery pack. The team eliminated unused items from the custom pack, which resulted in fewer opened items and an annual cost savings of approximately $46,000. In addition, annual waste at the facility decreased by 2,437 pounds as a result of the changes. Reducing waste from open and unused items during emergent procedures can be challenging. In a neurointerventional endovascular OR, where vascular neurosurgeons perform aneurysm coiling procedures, researchers found that the cost of wasted disposable items that were open and unused was greater than the cost of wasted items from diagnostic procedures. They suggested that clinicians likely opened items during emergent procedures in anticipation of the items being needed. Leaders at the facility implemented a variety of changes to bring attention to the cost concerns, including adding visible pricing information to the products and discussing wasted items during the sign-out at the end of procedures. Disposable supplies and packaging for sterilization contribute to the volume of waste generated in the perioperative and procedural practice settings. Single-use items may contain recyclable materials, but waste segregation, that is, separating recyclable materials from controlled medical waste, can be challenging in perioperative environments. Results of a survey of 524 personnel at four Mayo Clinic campuses showed that 297, 56.7%, respondents were unsure which surgical items were recyclable, and approximately half of the respondents indicated that this lack of knowledge was the main barrier to recycling. At a large Level 1 trauma center with 1,265 beds, an interdisciplinary neurosurgical leadership team, including leaders from neurosurgery, waste management and recycling, the OR, environmental services, and anesthesia, analyzed the waste generated during neurosurgical and orthopedic spine procedures to decrease waste and recoup supply costs. After requesting frontline staff members, for example, RN circulators, surgical technologists, STs, neurosurgical residents, to participate during strategy sessions on waste reduction, 
the team implemented a pilot program to recycle blue sterilization wrap, that is, number five plastic polypropylene material, in the neurosurgery department. Personnel collected 1,247 pounds of blue wrap during the 39-day project. Although there were costs associated with the recycling program, for example, Baylor transport carts, a savings of $31,680 was realized by not sending the wrap to the landfill. In addition, the facility received $0.08 per pound of baled blue wrap from the recycling facility. The team suggested that implementation of the recycling program across the main hospital would save the facility $174,240 and generate $5,000 annually. Practice Point Reduce hazardous material use and exposure. Perioperative personnel can promote environmentally responsible and sustainable healthcare practice when they reduce use of and exposure to hazardous materials. Reusable surgical instruments require reprocessing to eliminate microorganisms and render them safe to use. Cleaning, disinfection, and sterilization processes require chemical methods, thermal methods, or a combination of both. Chemicals that are designed and intended to kill living organisms are, by nature, hazardous to humans. To minimize the use of toxic chemicals in the perioperative environment, perioperative personnel should use steam sterilization when the manufacturer's instructions for use indicate this method is acceptable. Perioperative teams should select and use supplies and furnishings that do not contain lead, mercury, cadmium, or heavy metal toxicants, and should avoid chemicals that are known or suspected to be human carcinogens and designated by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency as persistent, bioaccumulative, and toxic. Examples of items that may contain chemicals of concern in the perioperative setting can include 1. General urological supplies 2. Gloves 3. Parenteral infusion devices and sets 4. Respiratory therapy products. 5. Vascular catheters. 6. Hand soaps and sanitizers. And 7. Furnishings and building interiors. May contain flame retardants. Anesthetic gases contribute to the facility's greenhouse gas emissions. The carbon dioxide emissions of desflurane are greater than other anesthetic gases. For example, a 240 milliliter bottle of desflurane produces a carbon dioxide emission of 886 kilograms, while a 250-milliliter bottle of sevoflurane produces a carbon dioxide emission of 49 kilograms. Selecting anesthetic agents and delivery methods, for example, IV, regional, that minimize environmental impact, are two ways to decrease the negative effects of waste anesthetic gases. Perioperative RNs can collaborate with anesthesia professionals and include them in interdisciplinary efforts toward achieving a more sustainable perioperative practice setting. Perioperative personnel should use surgical smoke evacuation devices to reduce exposure to the harmful byproducts in the plume produced by energy-generating equipment. As of October 7, 2023, 14 states have enacted legislation on surgical smoke evacuation, one state has enacted legislation with regulation pending, and six states have legislation pending. Conclusion 
perioperative nurses should be aware of how environmental concerns, such as climate change and climate justice, affect health and healthcare delivery. An interdisciplinary team that includes perioperative nurses should prioritize conserving resources, decreasing waste, and reducing hazardous material use and exposure in the perioperative setting. Examples of initiatives focused on sustainability include powering down equipment when not in use or needed, recycling product packaging, and considering toxicity when selecting products. Making conscious environmentally responsible choices can promote sustainability in perioperative areas and in healthcare at large. This Back to Basics 2.0 article contains three knowledge checks. I will now read the first knowledge check for the practice point, Conserve Natural Resources. Antoine and Beatrice, perioperative RNs, are members of their hospital's green team, which is working on an energy conservation initiative. They volunteer to collaborate with Silas, the sterile processing department, SPD, manager, on ways to decrease energy and water use in the SPD. Antoine and Beatrice schedule a meeting with Silas and Derek, the engineering department manager, to discuss the issue. At the meeting, Beatrice mentions that the facility is designated as a level one trauma center and the SPD is staffed for all shifts, including nights, weekends, and holidays. She believes that turning off all the decontamination and sterilizing equipment during the least busy hours is probably not possible. Antoine says that, because of their trauma center status, none of the equipment should be turned off. He notes that surgeons work all night long and that the SPD technicians process instruments during the off shifts. Derek suggests that the SPD could reduce energy and water use by powering down equipment, but he needs additional detailed information on equipment use at night and on weekends and holidays. Silas says that he has created a spreadsheet for equipment use during off shifts and believes that some of the decontamination and sterilization equipment can be powered down during periods of minimal use. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Antoine B. Beatrice C. Silas or D. Derek I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Antoine did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the second knowledge check for the practice point, Reduce Waste. Chelsea and DeAndre, perioperative RNs, Jet, an ST, and Kaya, a recently hired SPD technician, are collaborating on a performance improvement project involving recycling. Kaya states that leaders at her previous facility had just implemented a program for blue wrap recycling before she left, and she thought that it would be successful. Based on her experience at the previous facility, she suggests that the team focus only on recycling blue sterilization wrap. DeAndre disagrees and says that the team should not limit the recycling program to the blue wrap and should instead consider also recycling single-use packaging. Chelsea agrees with DeAndre and reminds the team that perioperative staff members should avoid opening unnecessary supplies and update surgeon preference cards as soon as they realize that a change is needed. Jet adds that, to avoid frustration among surgeons, he plans to open all supplies listed on the card as well as any other items he believes the surgeon will want. 
DeAndre volunteers to assist with updating the preference cards. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Chelsea B. Jet C. Kaya or D. DeAndre I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Jet did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the third and final knowledge check for the practice point. Reduce hazardous material use and exposure. Abigail is the perioperative nurse manager at an academic medical center. One of the facility goals for the year is to develop a plan for sustainability, so she has convened an interdisciplinary work group, including a surgeon champion, an anesthesiologist, two RNs, two STs, an SPD technician, and an environmental services leader to discuss ways to reduce use of hazardous chemicals in the OR. The workgroup's objective is to create a list of recommendations that perioperative team members can implement to promote sustainability. During one of the meetings, Dr. Yu, the anesthesiologist, mentions that the scavenger system for waste anesthetic gases has been working very effectively. She tells Abigail to include routine use of desflurane on the list of recommendations. Dr. M., the surgeon champion, states that he appreciates the smoke evacuation system and uses it for every procedure and believes it should be on the recommendation list. Corky, the environmental services leader, thanks Abigail for convening the work group and shares that the hand hygiene products used in the facility were selected for both their efficacy and low level of toxicity. He asks that Abigail add the preferred product names to the recommendation list. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Abigail B. Dr. M. C. Dr. U. Or D. Corky I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Dr. U. did not follow the recommended practice point.